Hey folks, uh, Future K here from uh, a few days after we've recorded this episode, because in this episode we talk about a Ubisoft game. And while we do mention it very briefly, uh, I feel that it's irresponsible to talk about Ubisoft without talking about the fact that Ubisoft protects sexual abusers, and it has done so for years, and CEO Yves Guillemot, uh was either unaware of these things happening for years and years, in which case he's completely unfit for his role and grossly incompetent, or he knew, in which case he is filth. That's the thing about him. Either way, fuck him. Fuck Ubisoft. That's what's important. Ubisoft protects sexual abusers. And also they're French. Anger, sexual lust, the sorts of things that you experience when you're playing a video game. All these concepts originated with Karl Marx. Hello and welcome to Agab. All gamers are bastards. I'm your host, Kay, and my co-host, as always, fearlessly, is here with me, Kyle. What's up, Kyle? I, uh, I'm being brave, you know, as always. It's always brave to game. Yeah, well, as we discussed last time, uh, mm-hmm. as, as the most oppressed class on Earth, I think we need to continue to consolidate our forces around um a uh a a, a new political formation um consisting of uh which ps1 final fantasy title is your favorite um is that these are the new political format these are the new tendencies um if you say seven Mm. then you're an eco-socialist if you say eight then you are a marxist leninist um and if you say nine then you are um uh, actually you're just it, actually unfortunately i'm sorry you're reactionary um Ooh. because final fantasy 9 is um that's some kings and queens shit we we don't we don't support that around here that's true that's true but no i'm i'm doing fairly well okay how how are you today i'm doing good um i'm just sort of watching skittles cuz she's kind of eyeing up some of the wires that i'm working mm. with here she's thinking about being a little fucker are you thinking about being a little fucker mm that is a tasty-looking wire. Are you going to eat that wire? No, she's scampered off, because the thing you got to know about Skittles is she has never done anything wrong in all her life. No. Never. So... There has uh, been one sinless being to walk this earth. The the being that has um, spent their life... Uh, uh, in in service and uh, in the teaching of the least of these, the uh, the uh, the same one who stood and told us that blessed are the peacemakers and who drove the money changers out of the temple, Skittles. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Yeah, she, was, she did. She did all of that. Yeah. So, um, uh, everyone, make sure you follow the appropriate church liturgy um, to bless Skittles today, because if you don't. Uh, you'll go to jail. Um, I'm sorry. It, it, uh, you just you, you're not not allowed straight to jail. Exactly. And just remember to respect Skittles uh, always. 
Yeah. That's really what this podcast is about. That's what we're trying to get across to people. Um, anything else is really secondary. Uh, I can't really think of anything that, that's uh, that's that important. I don't know. Was there any news today? Was there anything like well worth mentioning that's not related to Skittles? Well, it just so happens that um, for anyone who's interested in the world of video games, there has been some yeah. news uh, fairly recently. Um, this was from a few days ago, but uh, it was a story that I found really interesting that I wanted to share with everybody. Um, it, this I'm reading from uh, a story written by Matthew Galt in Vice, um, titled "Homeland Security Funded This Game About Destabilizing a Small U.S. Town." Um, the subheading is: uh, Researchers want players to utterly wreck the idyllic town of Harmony Square so they can understand how misinformation works and how to spot it. Now, this is... I, I love... Sorry to interrupt. Just first of all, I love the way that's being presented. Like, mm -hmm. we're teaching you how to do this to not do it. Yes. Totally. Whatever you do, don't do this. Yes. It is um, explicitly for that. This is a... Uh, the, this is a... The project of researchers, um, research psychologists at Cambridge... Um, who have received funding Fuck Cambridge. from... Cambridge. Boo! Uh, yeah, boo. Uh... Boo, indeed. Um, Cambridge, uh, we could uh, destroy that fucker. We will. They have received funding from the uh, U.S. State Department and the Department of Homeland Security. And for those who aren't familiar with the Department of Homeland Security, that is the um, overseeing the supra-organization over um, uh, such uh, American luminaries like the uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, that uh, fall under the uh, they fall under the um, under the umbrella of uh, DHS. Now I have seen this game, uh, and it's um, really fucking interesting because mm -hmm. the so Harmony Square is a town filled with these like animal kind of people, um, and basically what you do is you become an internet troll to start. There's five steps. In the, in the beginning, you start out as basically a Facebook troll to, quote-unquote, manipulate online content and sway people's opinions. Then you move toward establishing, uh, I saw uh, the establishment of an online news, or basically establishing a, quote-unquote, fake news organization. Um, and the entire time, the game is egging you on to do it and saying, isn't this great? And it gives you dialogue options but oftentimes those options are basically two versions of the same answer and it does all of this in a i think one of the more insidious elements of it um besides the fact that it's saying hey th th this is something that we put it in a research environment um don't worry it was funded by the department of homeland security in the united states don't worry about what that means that doesn't mean anything just don't worry about that <laughs> we're we're yeah, no sweat yeah it's no big deal um that's a thing and the u.s department of state those are just they just like don't worry about it um yeah. and it's it's being sort of forwarded using the they 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 were able to run an experiment using it and have found one in one instance found a positive correlation in people's ability to identify quote-unquote fake news yeah what i found really interesting about this if you go into google which is like I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll indict the Department of Homeland Security here in a second, but let's, let's take a second yeah. and talk about the way that Harmony Square, funded by the Department of Homeland Security, was um, reported by the broader news media, which is why uh, ha not having 
you know, really hardy forms of, say, anti-capitalist um, reporting dedicated to video games is really, really helpful. Because if I look for <laughs> Harmony Square Video Game on Google, here are the entries that come up. Here are all the headlines for this. This game wants you to, quote, spread fake news to learn how to spot it. Short online game increases its users' resistance to fake news. Harmony Square is a new video game against uh, political manipulation. Harmony Square, the game that helps build resistance to fake news. Harmony Square, the game that helps uh, build resistance to fake news. This free online game claims to, quote, inoculate you against fake news. Online game teaches players to sniff out fake news. So, hmm. The, they have so everyone was basically what this means is like everyone was reporting a press release essentially yeah um, basically just parodying the Department of Homeland Security Cam, uh, Cambridge research scientists which no, no no research scientist from Cambridge has ever done anything wrong surely N- uh, neither have the Department of State and Homeland Security um, no, of course not heaven, yeah. heaven forbid essentially doing one thing that the video games industry in particular is incredibly good at doing which is taking and um, parroting the talking points uh, of the uh, sort of centers of empire in the United States. And this time it's just yeah. was done through sort of the new video games being something that people talk about. It was, it was essentially just kind of spread around as if this sort of, you know, there's, there's nothing at all wrong here. Um, which if you're someone who was, um, pulled into an unmarked van by people who are under the umbrella of the Department of Homeland Security when you're in Oregon because you were protesting police brutality, um, you're probably someone who would like a little more context about stuff like this. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would be incorrect about that though. Well see <laughs> the um, <laughs> I it, it's really troubling to me how little fucking curiosity there ever ever is from the you know big quotes here journalists in in this um industry um because this is such a this is a really fascinating story this is really interesting like oh they're they've they've made a game that's doing what uh but of course it's like oh this clickbait uh title time it's gonna inoculate you against fake news like Uh the brain of a fucking toddler is what that is yeah well well, because it's a misunderstanding. It's it, like it, it, it. Study study shows is the most loaded two words on the internet, and it really makes me mad the way that people like, uh, particularly people who report this type of a thing in very you know sort of clickbaity contexts or whatever. Yeah. Um, they 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 take advantage of the idea of that ones of what one study shows without giving the context for how to read and understand scientific studies and methodology in general because one study is fucking nothing if it's removed from a broader context of other studies that can and and, and elements of peer review and like I'm sure this was probably peer reviewed and there's a bunch of stuff that's fucked up about that too but like. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is not going to inoculate people against fake news, no matter how many people are playing this game, uh, which probably isn't a ton of people. It's free, mm-hmm. but like, it like it, it's not it's not doing what it's say what it's saying, um, and by essentially just parroting the rhetoric of the State Department, it's doing it's it's churning through this this 
capital E empires mix with the contemporary culture industry, which is how you can get a zillion clickbait articles from one press release mm -hmm. um, and essentially get propaganda from the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of State spread around the internet by funding one study um, and making a cute video game. Like this is, uh, this it, it's, it's some culture industry one-on-one bullshit and, uh, you know, video games, god damn it. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. I mean, untoward organizations <laughs> are always funding studies that they're going to conduct. I'm not saying that that's even what's happened in this case, but it's it's such yeah. a it's 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 the oldest trick in the book. You fund a study and then you you know, you weigh things so that you get the result that you want, and then because you're a powerful institution, you make people, you know, report on your study. And as long as the headline says study shows X, then boom, you've now got a whole load of people who will be like, oh, X is true because, you know, they did they did research like no, pe most people aren't going to, you know, go fine and read the fucking study. So as long as you can produce something that um, that gets the 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 outcome you want, then you've done it. You've done a science. Howdy ho. And now that's it. Um, and. Yeah. It's it's this this connects to so many different types of misinformation like um anyone who who's ever watched uh like videos by by YouTubers like Sean who no they debunk like these Nazi arguments um often from other YouTubers cuz it's a horrible platform um yes and all he does most of the time, and this isn't a dig at him, it, it's more of a dig at these dishonest fucking hacks on the right. All he does most of the time is he will just read the studies that they cite. Yes. Because yes. half the time they don't say what they say it does, and the other half they're so, like, they're so fucked. Their methodology is so garbage. They're funded by some right-wing think tank, and they have a sample size of ten people. So, yeah, read studies. Yep. Don't read headlines, please. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, what it shows us is that there is a, um, there's this very special, beautiful, like, um, sort of polycule between uh, the, the, the centers of international power in uh, the United States government. Uh, video games as a cultural object and a cultural industry and the levers of capital um well i mean as well as higher education um there's this like it's just a big bed and everyone's just uh, everyone's just everyone gets along and works really well together um in this sort of symbiotic way so i think it's uh it's nice it's to beautiful. Yeah, and it's it's it, it reminds us of the way that video gaming as sort of a cultural idea it rose up in along with this sort of technological boom and the neoliberal boom to where like it integrated itself into regular life so quickly that oftentimes it gets overlooked as something that should be, you know, like we should point out when the United States government is trying to do stuff with it. <laughs> yeah. We should point out when, uh, you know, the uh, you, we we should we should be skeptical of the U.S. Army esports team. Um, this is not. Are they this still is, going? They kept the, getting owned on Twitch. It was great. I, I think they. I think the U.S. Army esports team got particularly owned today when, uh, um, not to go to Twitter meta, but. Uh, um, 
they uh, tweeted about Cyberpunk 77 um, uh, saying, uh, making a, a snide comment about how the uh, um, <coughs> uh, release wasn't going very well. Um, to which people have been responding with things like, have you tried waterboarding it to see if it would work better? <laughs> and, yeah, and it's, people are so funny. People are so funny. They are. That rules. I it's love that. Cool. I love that they, they can't go anywhere. They can't do anything without just getting fucking owned. Yeah. That's how it should be. If, if, we, if we could make our, uh, our second big endorsement of the podcast, the first one is the Skittles, always. Yeah, And then uh, the second one is... Uh, cyberbullying the um, Department of Defense. Um, yeah, do it. You yeah. have to do it. It's, it's your duty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you if you have enlisted in the gamer army, as we have, then you have sworn to protect um, and defend video games from the That's Department right. of Defense. So you need to go harass them on Twitch. Um, They'll probably, they may ban you. They may ban you, but that's just... They might s- drone strike you. There's a non-zero chance. <laughs> they might water, they might find you and waterboard you. But <laughs> waterboard you. They, they might pull off your toenails, but this, this is the price that you have to pay for gaming. The most valuable thing on the world. Yeah, you will be tortured at a black site somewhere. I mean, but, like, if you want to be a Marxist this is just what you need to do because if there's one thing that marxism has taught us it's to defend video games that's true with all of our hearts mind and um uh butts as well also very specific including the butts you say Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's 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 it gets kind of lost in translation and it's from it's from the some of the german texts that get you know a little muddied up in english a bit but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Far Cry. Well, speaking video of butts. <laughs> um, this is a, this podcast. I just just so people know, like this podcast is only about video games. And if you come here and try and talk about anything besides video games, like butts, or uh, pissing on Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. or um skittles the ferret uh you will be punished uh by death um that's a that's a crime against humanity um and by humanity i mean video games yeah don't talk about butts uh we hate it Mm -mm. when you do that we hate it Mm -mm. uh this this is a video gamers only Mm -hmm. and if you talk about anything else while you're here then uh we will be forced to um uh, do a Midsommar cliff <laughs> um, ceremony to you. <coughs> yeah, we'll... I'm sorry. We'll fucking uh, add stupa, you... Okay. Watch Kay's, watch Kay's video. Yeah, watch my video. Uh, you probably have. That's the one everyone's fucking seen. Um, you, YouTube... I hate YouTube. Just to go off on one real quick. I hate YouTube. Mm-hmm. It, it just randomly decide sometimes this video will get recommended to people um yes so your your views will be like 10k 10k 300k 10k (laughs) nonsense i uh i agree i have been uh 
I have I have this new special thing. I'm also very mad at YouTube. I have this new special thing to where um, they are limiting the number of subscribers that I have to a little, just a little bit every day. Around four, it's around four thousand right now, and that's because of YouTube um, silencing the left. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, in fact, every time a video of mine doesn't get a million views, that's that's explicitly YouTube silencing me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's because there's really a, you, you can't put a limitation on genius, even on the internet. Um, and what you really can't do is you can't put a limitation on being hot. <laughs> and if there's anything that the internet knows is that this is the hottest podcast of all the podcasts. So th the fact that our videos would be getting uh, throttled like this is a crime against hot people. Um, and uh, again, also punishable by death, by podcast law. See, I don't know, this bit is conflicting with some of my <laughs> values because I've always been one, I've always been a, a proponent of incarcerating all hot people for mm. everyone's <sighs> safety. Well, yeah, that's true. They are the devil. I guess, I guess, they are uh, the great Satan. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess there's a. It's it's a. Uh, it's 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 like a bell curve plan. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I uh, like everyone. Everyone on the top half of things. Um, um, if you're too hot for your own good, um, and not just hot enough, then you go straight straight to jail. Okay, we're we we're working this out. We're putting a lot of people in jail. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so far, we, we we don't really have any other plans. That's kind of like our main thing. Uh, is we just have like this huge, <laughs> huge like imagine a huge blackboard, and it's just got like a list of every type of person you can think of, and then we're just ticking a box that says jail or 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 no jail. And mostly we're taking jail. Yep. To be to be honest with you, yeah. Um, there hasn't really been anyone yeah, this, yet who we haven't incarcerated. We are now the the wardens of Gamer Jail. Yeah. And um, by podcast law and the laws of this podcast, of, of, the, of this principality in the larger podcast world, um, all gamers are bastards. So that means... I'm sorry, but everyone is going to jail. You're all you're all going to jail. Yeah, it's it's that's a crime to be a bastard. And um, <laughs> speaking of bastards, I heard that we were going to talk about a fucking Ubisoft game. <laughs> we've uh, <sighs> Ubisoft. Yeah, we really um, we're really in a in a Bataille esque uh, study of the limitations of the. Uh, of the human body, we have decided in the second episode of this podcast to already just kind of go straight for the gold and try and digest the uh, the blimpies of video games. <laughs> the um, blimpies of video games. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a blimpies? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so you know Subway. Yeah, it's like worse Subway. Ah, Subway, but with freedom. Is that what's happening here? It's it's uh it's it's the bad subway. The bad, so the there's punished a punished subway. Yeah, it's a uh, it's like it's like they don't serve sandwiches. They only serve a, 
a simulacrum of uh, of a sandwich. Do they have like the assembly line? Yeah, I believe so. All I haven't right. been in a blimpy since probably 1998. It's like evil Subway. Maybe they're just dicks about it. Like you go in there and they're like, "Yeah, what kind of bread do you want?" And you tell them, and they're like, "Now, nah, fuck you. You're getting this one." very competitive or they're just like those mean those restaurants where the waitresses are mean to you on purpose yeah they're really assertive they're like now nah, you're having cheese fucking deal with it you're bothering me and we're just get, that's what our that's what our podcast is going to do now everyone logs log logs it well all right what the what the fuck are you listening to this for all right what do you, what do you want i'll just be the aggressive podcast i would try and uh mm-hmm. um bully our audience and also we're making them sandwiches you know yes being like yeah you want yes. fucking you want fucking pork or beef yeah you have them both fuck you get some fuck you get some fucking lettuce on there that's fuck you all right okay well and then you go to jail and then to jail yeah. straight to jail <laughs> yeah okay so on the blackboard next to sandwich eaters we just ticked uh prison so yeah yeah. Off you go. Straight to jail. All right, let's <laughs> let's fucking talk about Far Cry, uh, a game uh, and a studio that should be in fucking prison. We must atone. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Far Cry Five, is uh, a video game in a series of video games that I have uh, played several of. Um. Okay, have you played... You've, I know you've played five. Have you played any other Far Cry games? I have played three and five and um, a bit of four, but who could fucking care? I mean, who can tell the difference? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, I've, I played Far Cry 2, 3. Uh, I have not played 4. I played Primal uh, um, and um, Far Cry 5. Which, uh, and there is, uh, for the record, we're, at least I imagine, probably not going to be talking about the recent sequel to Far Cry 5, which is set, I believe, in a sort of post-apocalyptic narrative a certain amount of time after 5. I have not played that game. You know, I forgot that exists. Yeah, I, uh, I remembered when I was uh, remembering things about Far Cry 5 for this episode. It is a thing, and yeah, I have not played it. I hear it's better. I don't believe people, but <laughs> regardless, yeah, Far Cry 5, it's a game. It's this weird doomsday cult scenario. If you're familiar with Far Cry games, it's usually set in this, like, like it, the Far Cry is usually much further away. It's this very sort of, we can get into it later, this very sort of colonial narrative um, where a Westerner goes into this for lack of a better term, non-Western subaltern space, and then gets thrown into all of this crazy hyper-violence, whatever, all sort of centering around one charismatic villain who is usually on the cover of the game. Far Cry 5 is actually set in the United States. It's set in a county in Montana called Hope County. Um, and there is a weird doomsday cult, um, a very horny, uh, a very high doomsday cult, that has taken control of that county, and you play a silent protagonist cop, as always. Ooh. Um, uh, not in Far Cry games, but just generally, you have to play. Got to be a cop because those are the those are the old Far Cries are bastards. The, <laughs> welcome to uh, AFAB. 
<laughs> assigned Far Cry at birth. A Far Cry assigned Far Cry at birth. Yeah, uh, you're born, and the dogs are just like, oh yeah, this guy's gonna go to South America. He's gonna he's gonna kill uh, yeah. so many fucking people. Yeah, this guy is going to have to uh, is going to get locked in the cage by a guy with a mohawk and eyeliner. Um, what was with the eyeliner? What a weird design choice. They always get a little kind of like, like I like they they do interesting things with the protect with the antagonists in these games. And Far Cry Five is an example because if there's the first thing that I wrote down when I was remembering things about this game is that Far Cry Five is a game that really really wants you to know that it fucks. Yeah, Far Cry Five fucks because. All the guys are shirtless. Oh, yeah. And they all have abs. Mm-hmm. And then there is literally a... Well, I mean, so I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. The, the, the antagonist is this doomsday cult, sort of weird, amorphous, um, kind of Protestant, but weirdly kind of Catholic, which I'll talk about in a bit, uh, <laughs> like Christian cult called Eden's Gate, led by the main villain is a guy named Joseph Seed, which again, abs. Um, also, uh, seed. <laughs> like <laughs> sexy, G- sexy Jesus murder guy. Yeah, sexy Bible. Welcome to welcome to an episode of Sexy Bible Verses, where we talk about Far Cry Five because that's basically all it is: murder, it, Far Cry Five, jo- j- a film, a romantic comedy. Oh no, I, I got it. <laughs> romantic Jos- comedy. Jos- Joseph Seed had it all. A thriving small business, a quiet country life, and three terrible children. But he's about to find out that maybe life isn't so much about what you have, but who you murder. Yeah, it's it's a dad and his three piece of shit kids... One who's named John, who's really into like self-flagellation, but it's like kind of like Southern Baptist, and he's also a, like a self-help preacher. Uh, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. That was the <laughs> second one. Joseph. Joseph, who's basically just like a boogaloo boy, but like... No, that's Jacob, right? Joseph is the main Jacob. guy. Joseph is the main guy. Yeah, Jacob, yeah, yeah. yeah, I typed his name wrong. See, I like... The characters in this game are so distinct that I can't <laughs> even remember their names. Jacob. And that is the girl one. <laughs> yes. That is, she is the girl uh, also known as Mary-Kate Olsen in 2005 is what, <laughs> is what I wrote down. She is a really good example of everything that is wrong with the narrative of this game. So th- this it's a game that clearly was inspired by the... Uh, rise in sort of paramilitary far-right groups in the United States after typically a a big rise after the election of Barack Obama, particularly over the like uh, five or six last five or six years. Um, uh, Things like the standoff um, with uh, the uh, between the Cliven Bundy and his family and his supporters. Yeah. um, And uh, federal police, um, these types of sort of um, very reactionary sort of this sort this very like it, I, I would say it's more of a post-fascist formation, but very neo-fascist in some ways. But really post-fascist because it's indicative of this sort of neo-colonial identity that far-right people have in the United States quite a bit. This sort of 
that they they take the discourse of protect and serve the constitution um in the united states uh from police and the military the same way that like QAnon people do mm-hmm. and apply it to their sort of like individual actions um and so it it is a seri- it's a game that's re- clearly very much relying on that, but in order for them to use that, they would have to take a stance against it, um, and they didn't want to do that. So they just changed everything to be about a doomsday cult, yeah. um, and, and none of it makes any fucking sense. Um, and when it tries to make sense, it's so unbelievably elementary that it's like someone is taking my head and putting it on the ground and beating <laughs> it over and over again with a giant hammer. Speaking of Midsommar, it's like I'm getting Midsommar all over again. Listen, the, the, the character Faith takes you on a journey when you're tripping balls because there's a bunch of drugs in the game. Faith is trying to get you to show your faith. By taking a leap of faith. Do you get and it? I want to Minecraft myself. Do you get it? I, I, <laughs> oh, so like, actually, um, I'm glad that, uh, we brought up faith because, and also them trying to, to, to use almost the imagery of like these, these sort of neo-fascist, uh, organizations, um, yeah. without ever really making any, any substantial political statements because, in 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 focusing more on the doomsday cult thing, they really lean into like the drugs, the hallucinogenic drugs, and the sex. And yeah. to me, that then starts to really bring to mind uh, the Mansons. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like the Manson influence is is so clear on anything about cults. Um, yeah, they're all them. dirty hippies. Yeah. She, Faith doesn't wear shoes. Yeah, she literally is not wearing shoes. She's straight out of the fucking like Manson compound. But like, she does kind of look like Sharon Tate a little bit. <laughs> but see, the thing is, I feel like that <laughs> does a bit. I feel like that really <laughs> highlights the futility of what Ubisoft's trying to do here, trying to get away from it. Because yeah. hey, what's up? They also were like weirdo fucking white supremacists, like. Yeah. You you can't hide from it anywhere. This is what cults and like freaky right-wing uh militias, all of them they all are are, are baked baked out of the same flour. That's a this bit of a bread metaphor for you. <laughs> <laughs> I really all all breads are uh all uh, all all bread are baked all breads good. are baked a, a, a bag a bag uh, a bab yeah all breads are um, baked all That's bread are baked you can't um, don't ever try to fucking argue with me about bread don't try to <laughs> don't contradict don't. me about bread <laughs> do not talk to us about bread yeah we don't wanna, we don't want to hear podcast it. is about video games and you were not allowed to talk about that so you <laughs> must stop and if you if you do you know what will happen you will go to jail. You'll go to fucking jail. I love our bit of, of just like active hostility against the, the listener. I'm just going to drive everyone. It's just, I, I am going to drive everyone away from our podcast just like I do all people who uh, try and show me affection. Hell yeah, nice. Waka waka. <laughs> We should start calling out people by name in episodes, just being like, you know what, Kevin, if you're fucking listening, get out of here. If your name, if your name, if your name is Kevin, fuck you, fuck you. Just every. Why episode. is your name so close to mine? Everyone always, you know that everyone always calls me Kevin, right? 
And that's your fault. That's fucked up. Fuck you, Kevin, for doing this <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> and, fuck, <laughs> and fuck your parents. Yeah, for I, naming you, yeah, Kevin. They, they they are complicit in this. They will. Yeah. They will face the consequences. <laughs> I, I feel like every episode we should just pick a name and just fucking tear oh, into yeah. them. <laughs> Eventually, we will get uh, a DM that's just like, "You guys really hurt my feelings today. I don't know what I ever did to you," <laughs> and we'll feel so fucking I mean, bad. <laughs> well, first of all, yes, one hundred percent. And also, the the joking response to that is in episode one, we said we plan on getting canceled multiple times uh, in That's the true. process of making this podcast. So people should really uh, anticipate that. But yeah, also no, all, all Kevin's are. F- I'm sure you're. F- if your name is Kevin, I'm sure you're a nice. A cab, but it's K instead of a C. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a. <laughs> well, that's what we do. We just change the letter of the the name of the podcast, uh, and just make it someone's name. Okay, let, Greg. Let's not do All that. Greg's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, All right. This is it's a bad idea. Far Cry, Ubisoft, <laughs> desperately, desperately trying to to not actually talk about fascism, and it it really rings hollow when Joseph Seed has an Iron Cross tattoo on his back. And mm. um, I don't know if they changed it by the time the game actually came out, but the promotional material that has like the the picture that's on the cover of them all sitting at like the table, uh, trying to do like a Last Supper kind of thing, I guess. Uh, they got an American flag draped over it, and mm-hmm. all the stars are little iron crosses. Like mm-hmm. I was kind so. of I was this was maybe the last time that I allowed myself to break the golden rule which is never get excited for a Ubisoft game they all they're all the same and they all suck um because I was like oh shit are they actually going to like try to make a piece of art that like says something like it was it was made by human beings with thoughts and feelings maybe um contemporary like ideas and like yeah. political commentary that's actively engaging with like uh, current circumstances of a lot of the people who are playing this game holy shit i know like oh my by the way also i think i believe the promotional materials stayed the same also because i'm pretty sure isn't the isn't like the flag of the bad guys had just an iron cross yeah though i believe so when i was playing it today yeah that's like their fucking logo that's why uh uh, fuckface joseph has the the tattoo on his back (laughs) that's that's their little cult fucking brand it's their branding yeah Yeah. um so like they could not to to me to me the only explanation is that there was a version of this game early on that was much more explicitly discussing fascism um and i don't know it didn't test well or somebody higher up was like oh that's gonna fucking split our sales down the middle because uh you know like half of gamers are fucking freak nazis like so yeah. they just and completely took a step back from it, but they kept the imagery. And it's it's anticipated release in about, uh, I think originally 2017 and then eventually 2018 means that uh, it was concept. Well, and also part of, like the developers talked about how they were inspired by, first of all, which here's the bit, first big gobbledygook thing, even if they were talking about like neo-fascism and white supremacy or whatever they said they were inspired by the tensions they experienced growing up during the cold war which like what i don't yeah that was in an, i read that in an interview 
Do they mean the really tacked on thing where Joseph is predicting that the nukes are going to drop? And then actually, I want to talk about that a little more after, but just go on for now. But like, it's, it's a really, it's quite a thematically speaking. It's, it's quite low down on, on the list of like things that the game goes into, I think. Well, it's, yeah, it's just odd. You can tell that there's tinges of like, a, it's the reason why if I had to describe the sort of overall coherency in the pol- politics of Far Cry 5, it's like if a video game were thawed and became a liquid. It's like someone spilled a video game. Oh my God. It doesn't, it, it does not make it, it, it in, in its own aversion to the stakes of its story, it refuses to take any actual stance. And in doing so, it, it turns its own story into this incoherent mess that is initially like the real thing about Far Cry is that, and I always suspected this to be true. So that's why I was interested in playing this one. And it did turn out to be true, in my opinion, that the colon, the lens of like colonialism in these other games uh, like which according to the developers was supposed to be tongue-in-cheek or something like that which i think in all actuality it does not accomplish anything close to what it thinks it does yeah, no, they just do it, it. what it's not, it's not tongue-in-cheek if you just do it and that's the game yes there's no commentary um the, to the point okay speaking of another interview and this is like this is a shout out to the uh um i you know what one of the one of the reigning uh princes of video game youtube essayery um noah cobble gervais's uh sort of summary uh or reaction to the overall far cry series was that he had mentioned an interview um where the developers talked about how when they were developing i can't i think far cry 3 um they were whichever one was in an african setting that may have been two um they uh they had made big parts of the game and they realized that they needed to like go to Africa to like learn <laughs> about it. And so they went to Kenya to learn about Africa. Okay. They went to they went to it at fucking Africa, which you know, by the way, developers of Far Cry, it's a pretty big piece of land with a lot of different people on it. From everyone from someone who you would probably ID as Arab or someone who could themselves ID as Arab, who is a Middle Eastern Muslim person at the top or like Sephardic Jews in the northern part of Africa, all the way down to like the descendants of colonizers in South Africa. It's a big, diverse place. So you didn't learn about Africa when you went to Kenya. I know this happened probably 20 years ago at this point, but seriously, fuck you for that. That was annoying. Ubisoft? There's colonizers there. Those are your boys. You didn't go see your boys? (laughs) Like, you love that shit. Ubisoft, come on. It's like, you shouldn't, like, shouldn't you get this by this point? But I, I think what's interesting about what f- the past that Far Cry has gotten in its narrative th- is that the there's enough sort of cultural or, like, imagined um, distance, sort of like, so- like spectral distance, if you will, between the metropole and the periphery of these actual places that to where the suspension of disbelief for players is just easier. And so the commentary, while the commentary doesn't exist, the excuse of using it as commentary can kind of sit because it almost lifts up onto the page of the text just by virtue of like the discursive properties of colonialism. So like they didn't do anything right. But at the same time, I think what Far Cry 5 shows us is that the series relied on colonial discourse to really cover up its own lack of substance. Yeah. Because hyperviolent art can be good 
Doom, like, uh, speaking of Noah Caldwell Gervais, and he pointed out, I think, that like Doom, like the newer Doom games learned how to use story as leverage in a sort of hyper violent, humorous commentary based game. But Far Cry is just like dark. And Far Cry 2 is bleak as fuck. It's not like, and this game is bleak as fuck. It's not funny. It's not poking fun at anything. And at the end of the day, it had an opportunity to actually maybe say something interesting using culture, but that got in the way of the potential profit that could come from this major studio title, this AAA title. And so, of course, instead, we get this like kind of Protestant, but like they're the, like, but they're they have ideas of self-flagellation but they sing like southern baptist music Mm -hmm. but then they're also like they're like we have to spread the gospel and they like they like they do what they waterboard to baptize you like they forced conversion it's it makes no sense and that's because it was never supposed to be based in anything real end of rant sorry i lost my mind although speaking you're completely right but speaking of their weird music uh one thing i did love is the shitty uh radio station in the game in the cars (laughs) with all their like like their fake like religious music and shit Mm -hmm. it is a uh as someone who i think part of the reason why part of the stuff that pissed me off the most about that stuff is i am familiar that's not even like the best version of the shitty gospel music that i had to grow up with it can be much they could have been much shittier which like lean into the skid as far as i'm concerned or they could have actually made some good music because there's plenty of good religious gospel music mm. but they would have to like be a uh, uh, be a denomination of christianity i don't even know what denomination they are sorry you're saying i interrupted you oh i was just saying that um it, it was the the closest thing to like compelling world building that they had like their own weird like pirate radio station out there yeah. with their own shit on it like, that was the one thing that was happening. I was like, oh, this is almost kind of cool. It's a shame about everything else in this game being just utter dog shit with no substance to it at all. Um, a, re- a review at the time, I just want to quote very briefly, uh, it was a GQ review, uh, referred to it as a game for cowards. And I think that's very fitting. Oh, you're you're completely right you actually pointed uh, what you've pointed out about the music is a much better way of articulating it than what i just said so we're going to cut out what i said keep what you said and i'm going to say man kate that completely agree with that <laughs> um because what's so in- it's it is this it's a, it has been re this is a game that's been reskinned to with christian imagery so i am I am an academic, as some people know. Um, We're very big on credentials here. They very much matter. So always say your credentials when you're introducing yourself to us, please. Um, (laughs) Even on Twitter. So, and you know, if you're military, then I want your rank. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially Navy. I want to know if you're a captain. I need that before your name. That's what matters to me. Specifically, only Navy captains are allowed to talk to us. I, um, am an academic who studies christianity and that's something i've posted about on the internet sometimes um but uh i grew up in a event protestant a very uh very religious very devout protestant evangelical family um who are still very devout and very protestant and very evangelical and they're lovely and wonderful people um who uh we just saw a couple of weeks ago um, who love my spouse very much. Uh, 
but uh having experienced the 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 sort of the american the the discourses of religious belief in the united states that this game is attempting to sort of synthesize in this weird sort of like hyperviolent doomsday cult far cry context essentially trying to like 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 create this sort of like almost like in a bad way colonial colonized depiction of christianity in the same way as like this otherized version i mean they far cry 5 is really far cry 5 is trying to display this kind of like otherized version of christianity that does not match up to reality but is instead more of a skin that contains within them it contains within it the ideas displays and some of the good elements um of the sort of religious discourses with which they're engaging um i think the imagery could have been really cool if they had decided to actually do something with it i think the music could have been really really incredible if it had been in some kind of actual christian context i know a lot about christianity and none of this actually makes any sense because as i was saying earlier there's at one point one of the children um i think it's the uh, i think yeah it's john has like he talks about self-flagellation and all of this sort of like very not very protestant stuff quite a bit um but it's all packaged in this kind of like a southern baptist sort of a thing but then they have these kind of like sacramental stuff they're a little more liturgical but he's also a preach he's a preacher he also kind of has an accent sometimes and doesn't other times and it's just like i don't know uh i don't know what to make of the religious belief of these people in this game so i just think you're compl- i just think you're right it has it, it its lack of substance has manifested in the way it tries to do things that it's just was always incapable of doing even before it started yeah and uh, ubisoft is french and they have a montreal studio they have a toronto studio um none of these are really anything like montana that's another big thing is um, I feel like the vibe that I get is they figured, you know, America's close enough to Canada and Europe. We kind of get what the deal is with Christianity and stuff. We can just sort of yeah. we could just sort of wing it. And I feel like they just assumed that they would, you know, just by being from the West, you know, they would know enough about Christianity and stuff. So they. Yeah, it it creates this bizarre mishmash that doesn't really speak to anyone's experience, I don't think, with, like, religious fundamentalism or the way that it interacts with, with, like, violent right-wing ideology. Um, It's just, like, it's images. It's just images and and, and caricatures of these things kind of pasted over the same skeleton that every single Ubisoft game is made of, which... You know, not as important as all the other stuff we've talked about, but the game it also does just kind of suck. It's just like boring and shitty, yeah. and repetitive. If, it's, if yeah, if you've played one Ubisoft game, you've played Far Cry Five. You've climbed yeah. the towers and you've gotten the bases and you, you've done all. You, yeah, it's it's the same. Um, this game fucking sucked. Yeah, this game it wasn't sucks. good. It's shit. I've okay. Let just Ubisoft is so fucking bad they i mean you've got your far cries 
you've got your Assassin's Creeds, you've got The Division. They're either completely, like, flavorless, just fucking open world, you've already played 20 of this game slop, or they're that exact same flavorless slop, but with, like, weird reactionary politics over them, like all the Tom Clancy games that are just military propaganda. Well, that's just completely fucked. But the thing about the Assassin's Creed game, Kay, that you're failing to understand is that they may... The reason why they make 75 Assassin's Creed games every couple of years is that we use them to feed the 30 producers of this podcast. So if we don't... If you don't make two Assassin's Creed games, two terrible Assassin's Creed games that don't even make one good Assassin's Creed game a year, then our children will starve. Um, yeah. But now Ubisoft like doesn't like if there's one thing that Ubisoft tells me with Far Cry 5, it's that every single European that's ever been like like I've it, it's no secret that I have a very slight accent that every once in a while creeps in and out of uh, the North Florida. The Florida man reveals itself every once in a while. But Hell yeah. Far Cry 5 is the equivalency of a European person like talking about how I'm like a, a cowboy. They just think all Americans are cowboys. There's people in Montana who talk like this. And then there's people in Montana who kind of talk like me. It's like, what the fuck are, like, have you ever met an American? Like, we are so, like, like plain and not that interesting. It's not difficult to make the very, the so many flavors of vanilla that is, like, all of the white people that you have in this game. It's just, like... It, uh, the, the French don't understand, um, uh, put the French on the list. The French are going to jail. The French are going uh, to jail. It's that, it's that sign, uh, that is from some, I'm assuming someplace in North Africa, like Algeria, Morocco, that has a bunch of text, um, that says no French, do not speak <laughs> French. There's you no know, French here. God, thank God we get two Assassin's Creeds every fucking year. Yeah. That's thank what I God. Mean. And n- no, like, you know, I'm just thinking of all these franchises that are, like, really beloved, that people have been just, like, just salivating for a new installment of for years and years. And meanwhile, in the time they've been waiting, there's been, like, a dozen Assassin's Creeds. I really like the idea that independent game like an independent game developer who like say has like a degree in creative writing and who learned coding and wants to do, make an inter- a very beautiful interactive experience can uh produce their video game and put it out on steam or itch by uh remortgaging their house in order mm-hmm. to follow their dreams um and instead i can pay 60 dollars to jump into hay in the Assassin's Creed computer simulation game. And I always forget that those games, it's like, it's, you're, it's a, like, even the historical context are sub-universes within this supra-universe that, like, like, it's like a video game in a video game. Why does this exist? I don't need yeah. this. I didn't and ask for it. Also, in one of the <laughs> Assassin's Creeds, you meet Karl Marx, and they... They did a historical revisionism on him, and he uh, is like a reformist now. And he tells you that like uh, democracy is the only path to to building socialism. And uh, that's I just want to talk, Ubisoft. Uh, come, just come on out. Yeah, come to uh, the headquarters 
of the agap podcast at uh twitter.com slash agap pod um we will be outside and we will be the people um swinging chains who want to who want to fight you (laughs) we will we will fight you physically and um uh yeah we we just want to talk and by talk i mean fight you don't do you don't you don't fuck with our boy carl exactly you can't handle the sexual lust okay (laughs) if there's one thing that we have learned from (laughs) having this podcast it is that Karl Marx not only invented video games, but also our second favorite thing, sexual perversion. That's right. He invented all of that. Um, although to circle back around to something you said a, a minute ago about um, just like all the different sorts of white people in America, um, mm. that reminded me of the most egregious thing this game about like a, a white supremacist militia slash doomsday cult did, which is their cult members um, are are perfectly uh, ethnically diverse. You got black people in the white supremacist doomsday cult. Uh, yep. Pretty sure there was some Latino and Asian people. Um, I could be misremembering. I know there was black people for sure, but I remember it just feeling like any you know any other group. Of, of people that you scooped out of, you know, any normal place that isn't defined uh, by racial segregation. Smells like liberalism. Yeah, that, that's, that is the most mind-dissolving liberalism I've ever witnessed where, yeah, even our fucking white supremacists, yeah, it's just just a big, happy, multicultural gang of buddies. Um, we are decolonizing doomsday cults here. Sweaty. We're decolonizing being Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ubisoft. Well, it's it, yeah, it's com- it's complete crap. It it it, it it's that's just it's completely it's just incoherent is the name of the game, and bad. It's also it's also bad. But yeah, know, it, we've been we've been very clear about that. It's very very bad. I think I think what people should do instead of playing Far Cry Five in particular is watch this 2015 American documentary uh, called Welcome to Leith. Um, I think was uh, for a while distributed by PBS. Um, it's about a town, a very small town in I believe North Dakota. Yeah, where uh, uh, a bunch of white supremacists moved to it in an attempt to take it over. Um, this is much more realistic because it's a documentary and it happened. Um, it's a, and, and by a tiny town, I mean like 16 people. Uh, so they had an idea to go and move in and basically um, try and take it over, for lack of a better term, democratically. Um, and the, these you know very few people who take turns being the mayor of their town have to figure out how to deal with a bunch of white supremacists. I think that's a much more interesting depiction of more contemporary problems um this was i believe the the events of this happened around 2012 um so i think that's a better suggestion than playing this like gobbledygook nonsense of a fucking game that doesn't say anything besides uh that like basically it's the it's that it's the faith woman singing that song from uh the movie hocus pocus come little children 
I'll take you away. It's just like <laughs> it's just it's a it's a fever dream like like it, it's like it's like it's 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 a it's a mess. I'm a mess. You know what? I'm dying. Okay, I'm dying. Play Wolfenstein 2, uh, yes. a new Colossus, which came out maybe a year before this game, sim- similar time, because that, honestly, it, it almost plays with the same ideas. You've got, like, a, yeah. a Nazified America. You've got uh, an actually trying to, to get together Americans uh, from different factions and, and get them to fight against the Nazis. Um, and it's totally, you know, like over the top and, and ridiculous cause it's fucking Wolfenstein and it still consistently feels yeah. more human and more, it speaks more to reality than fucking Far Cry 5 ever could. And I think that's, that's fucking Ubisoft should be fucking embarrassed that Absolutely. they made this and sold it and said, we as a company who've been doing this for fuck knows how long years and years. Uh, yeah, this is this is a game that we made and that we consider like a serious uh, thing that you should pay money for. Yeah, the the big distinction between Wolfenstein Two, New Colossus, and Far Cry Five is that Wolfenstein Two has a soul, and with that soul comes purpose. Humanity is the is the perfect word. Far Cry Five, in the way that other Far Cry games, in a more interesting way. It used to be like it used to be interesting to do a reading of a Far Cry game because yes, it's nihilistic and it's hyper violent and it's bleak and like Far Cry, like Far Cry Two for example and Three as well, um, has these sort of like really weird kind of politics, but it's set in this space to where like it's like it's like hyper violence in cinema as well. There's a space, there's this discursive space that's like appealing, but this game is not appealing because it's lifeless. It does not have it like. It, it tries to do three different things, and it half-asses all of them. And in an attempt to not take any stances, which is just the like, like most wussy-ass shit on the planet. Like, like, this is why it would be easy to fight all of these people, is because <laughs> there's they're they're such little babies. I think Ubisoft is actually just Ubisoft is actually just a bunch of tiny little babies. They're just little infants. Because they can't take a stance, or whoever decided that whoever shot down the idea that they should be taking some kind of making political commentary in a video game. Uh, fuck you. I wonder if it's the same guy who uh, knowingly ignored credible uh, sexual assault allegations in his company uh, for years and years. And you know, I bet there's an overlap there somewhere. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. So I think that uh, that was. I think describing it as a game without a soul uh, is really. I think that's it. That's that's really all there is to say about that. I think that's that's a good closing statement on this game because I think that everything that we've said about it, I think, really comes back to that point. Yeah. Um, the de- the dead horse is a soup at this point. Yeah, because you know, it, it, there, there's no human core at it. There's no you you dig into this game and you don't get the feeling that there were you know people who were passionate about religion involved in it who were who were passionate about the the increasing presence of of fucking like right-wing militia groups or even who were passionate about like the the idea of like regular rural americans banding together to like stop a threat like these are all ideas that i think you could really 
create some incredible art out of and yeah. you don't you don't get the impression for a second that anyone gave a fuck most of the developers at ubisoft as always are just there doing a job because it's just a a yep. fucking garbage product that they probably work in 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 pretty bad conditions to churn out i don't hold them responsible at all but like the nope. decision makers in this company no fucking soul they're demons yeah they smell like sulfur you know who you know the smelly asshole who decided that it was a bad idea to do like if the if this game did contain within it at one point even some even bad political commentary but something um, picture the person who decided that that was about it, that the bottom line was more important than making some an interesting piece of art. I'm going to imagine that uh, uh, that the person who shot that down is a smelly executive who, you know, is ha- ha- hasn't, you know, come within a piece of art um, or hasn't even come close to making a piece of art in their entire life. And that the people who wanted to maybe at least try to make something interesting when they had when they're forced to code whatever fucking assassin's creed game like okay maybe we have a little bit since this is a series that has a history maybe we can use that in a way that can do something more contemporary because it's the fifth fucking game and there's there's been there's been uh uh uh, non-mainline there's been other titles non-mainstream titles non-numbered titles um Mm -hmm. maybe it's time to change some things up and someone said "Mm, no uh (laughs) no you may not do that, and you yeah. will uh, go back coding, bitch, to what you're supposed to be doing, um, because I own your ass. Um, I get the vibe which, that that is very much the the corporate culture that they've cultivated there. Solid guess, right? But um, yeah, in closing, watch Welcome to Leith, uh, play Wolfenstein 2, uh, New Colossus, and uh, Ubisoft, uh, eat shit. Uh, eat shit, uh, uh, fuck off forever. Um, fuck we- you, fuck you. Le- <laughs> I love the hostility of this episode, it's great. <laughs> well, I got, to do, I got to do like a terrible New Yorker fuck you one time, and I can't, st- I can't stop, it's too fun. I listen. I know we're stealing New Yorker valor, which is very dangerous when podcasting, because like three right. quarters of these fuckers are from New York for some reason. Yeah, uh, we're not welcome there. Yeah, don't tangle with us, New Yorkers. We'll steal all the valor we want. All right, let's do a bastard. It's time. Let's do I that. think bastard time. Bastard time. All right. So obviously, uh, Ubisoft is always the bastard, but this week the bastard of the week is none other than CD Projekt Red, Poland's own uh game developers so these guys have been in the news it's not a new it's not a new metal band yeah it's a new metal band new metal band it's a it's a polish new metal band they've been in the news (laughs) lately because uh they've been they've come out with this new album uh (laughs) and in order to produce the album uh they have subjected their producers to incredible uh amounts of crunch They've been working in fucking uh, obscenely unacceptable conditions. Uh, they the, the game shit the album 
uh, when it came out was still full of like uh, errors and issues and, and it it clearly wasn't done even after loads and loads of delays because the the task they'd put ahead of their workers was it just wasn't realistic obviously mm. um and you know what they were assholes uh, uh about the people who were supposed to review the album before it came out and they weren't letting reviewers use uh footage uh uh from the album because if you do it no one will buy it even though everyone's pre-ordered it already. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. It's buggy as shit on release, um, as you, as, as many people expected. So they're not letting people. Um, the, yeah, they they weren't letting anyone show people footage, basically, so that all those pre-orders would go through. They don't want those getting canceled. Um, because this, mm. it's going to be a very successful game. This this has been an incredibly anticipated game, but they need to make sure it's you know as successful as possible and they don't take the pr hit of releasing a uh, a game that isn't fucking finished i literally have two browser windows on my computer this is no fucking joke i have two browser windows on my computer right now that have banners around the websites that are advertisements for this goddamn game yeah two i have six different open I have uh, one third of them of my browser windows have this advertisement on it. It was always going to do fine. It was going to do fine, but they were full of shit. And mm-hmm. they decided to, as always, do every, use the sort of the use their weight as a big studio and their influence and people's excitement for this game and the monopoly it has on everybody's attention, like right now, to prevent people from canceling their pre-orders because they're releasing a buggy game because they put too much fucking pressure on the people who have to do this. They're they're literally releasing a dick wag of a video game (laughs) as people's penises are becoming dislodged from their trousers um, because of this video game. Like, how is that not like a metaphor for just like, just like, you know, whoop, my dick fell out, you know? Like, it is complete, it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, And, you know, not to mention... What happened to, I'm sure you saw what happened to one particular reviewer who has a sensitivity um, to uh, certain kinds, uh, certain kinds of light sensitivities that trigger seizures. Yeah. Um, uh, but it happened. There, well, there weren't any warnings. Uh, there was no, like, it, 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 there is just, like, the, the lack of contingencies, again, we don't hold it, the, the, the coders, the people who are working on this game, no, are, are very likely at the, also being directly abused by the people who are, like, running the ship at these studios. It's their yeah, fucking fault. Yeah, and, like, there's so... It is a very specific sort of thing that triggers uh, epilepsy. It's so fucking easy to just not put that in your game. It's so easy. Yes. Most game out. developers do it every time. It's amazing. They they always manage to not give people seizures. It's incredible. Um, I just want to read a little list here uh, uh, that I've got uh, that somebody uh, sent to me uh, of bugs, of game-breaking bugs in Cyberpunk that have been discovered already. Uh, this is like the release day, so this is immediately what people are getting. So there's there's various NPC scripting errors... UI elements don't disappear without quitting to main menu, like weapon crosshairs. You can't yeah. sprint or jump without loading the yeah. last save. Yeah, 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 yeah. No jumping. That's right. No jumping. That's right. Getting stuck on geometry mid-mission, uh, being forced <sighs> to reload. 
uh, elevator doors not opening, mm. enemies you spawning within there. solid objects and behind yeah. impassable surfaces. That's where they belong. Yeah. Field of view stuck at zoom level after some cutscenes, forcing you, you to reload. <laughs> you, you look at it. Uh, unable to change <laughs> weapons. And this is my favorite one. Children spawning in front of a shooting gallery, cowering and screaming, and also making <laughs> it impossible to partake in the shooting gallery. Fuck them, fuck them kids, the video game. <laughs> that, that's wow. just one list of things. There's been loads of people reporting all sorts of just like, this game doesn't fucking work. You can't, yeah. you can't move around. You can't do combat properly. You can't uh, interact with the fucking game world. It's not, it's not done. The game I isn't think I done. Saw, I think I saw a screenshot of someone where just like trees were spawning. Trees were spawning like all over the interior environments, like little pieces, like someone spilled the largest plate of broccoli. Like <laughs> it's just, this is not, this is not a finished video game. This is like, this is, this is crap. <laughs> this is crap. Speaking of offering alternatives, um, and I was saying this online earlier today, but instead of playing, if you have a, if if you're still waiting for Cyberpunk 2077 to become a complete video game, because studio executives are really really impatient when it comes to putting out the thing they're telling everyone that they're going to have immediately tomorrow without giving yeah. a shit about their workers, play Neo Feud instead. Play Neo Feud, yeah. Yeah, go. It's on Steam. It's a. Uh, it is set in a cyberpunk universe. It is a, uh, um, a point and click adventure game uh, that was developed by a native Hawaiian person named uh, Silver Spook Games, uh, who I have met on the internet and been on their Twitch stream. Uh, Neo Feud is the Chad version um, of the most of more recent cyberpunk stuff. Um, it's a great game, and it's it's pro it's done. It's a finished game, and then yeah. we can play Cyberpunk when it's a finished game. Uh, when studio executives have decided that they've made enough money to where the workers can um, maybe take a break, and then finish the video game that they that they uh, um, finish their labor of love because this is the <laughs> industry that they got into because they love gaming. You love gaming, right? That's why you're here. You love gaming for 13 hours a day, right? Mhm. How much how much do you love video games? Because so video game when you don't when you don't work that much, it makes video games and they go sad. They go, mm, oh, "Oh, I don't like that." And so like, do you want to make video games cry? Do you want to make Mario cry? Mario and Luigi are going to they're they're going kill to fucking yeah, they're going to fucking kill themselves unless you work a double <laughs> shift right now. I don't care that your wife's going into labor. Luigi has the gun in his fucking mouth. Do you want that on your conscience? Do you, do you or do you not hate the fucking Mario Brothers? Tell me. Do you hate the Mario Brothers? Why do you want the Mushroom Kingdom to fall into ruin? <laughs> why have you committed why have you committed these crimes against humanity and as always by humanity i do i do mean video games exactly so yeah uh give it like a year uh that's what i did with the witcher 3 and you know what yeah i love the witcher 3 it was fucking great and yeah, it's a good game i strongly suspect i'm going to enjoy the cyberpunk but not right now 
No, because it's not done yet. It's um, not done yet. The the final entry on our list, written in big bold letters at the very top of the blackboard, um, is um, uh, Project X Red. Red, uh, red. That's it's Bono's thing, right? That's what we're talking about. Red, the at Bono's Africa charity. Yeah. Um, uh, CD Project Red, uh, bastard, forever. Um, you suck ass. And then I take the blackboard with the names and I put it in a rocket and I shoot it into the sun. Perish. Um, because that's where you belong. There you go. Uh, yeah. Do play Neo Feud. I have an additional um cyberpunk uh themed game that i'd recommend which is actually a trilogy of games that are frequently on sale for very very cheap which is the three shadow run games made by harebrained schemes which is a uh, was a smaller studio i feel like they they've gotten a bit of success um recently uh that's shadow run returns shadow run something about dragons and then shadow run hong kong <laughs> shadow run something about dragons I forget what that one's called. A complete classic. I love the, it. The, you don't know what the something is, but when you <laughs> find out what that is, oh my god, it's unbelievable. It's Shadow Run, Shadow Run, Imagine Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an unexpected crossover. It's just that Imagine Dragons guy yelling at you for twenty hours. Uh, exactly. <laughs> no, but yeah, yes, like rich world building, mm-hmm. uh, interesting environments that uh, feel lived in, uh, feel human almost. They're they're brought to life, um, and interesting uh, human stories uh, that can you know teach you something about culture or something like that. Because you know sometimes maybe a video game or two can be decent and can contribute something to. Uh, the discursive gestures of our contemporary moment. Um, but I'm pretty sure that that game is not Far Cry 5, nor is it um, yet cyberpunk, um, for it is un- for it remains unfinished. Um, yeah, but even when a game does achieve that, it's important to always remember that all gamers are bastards. All of them. Um, no one is free from sin. Exactly. Um, we have all fallen. Um, speaking of sin, um, Kay, would you like to shamelessly plug your other platforms and projects? Absolutely. Uh, you can follow me on the YouTube at Kay and Skittles. Uh, I make videos there. I just recently, uh, put one up about Amnesia, a machine for pigs that I hope you'll like. Go watch it with your eyes and ears. Wait, wait, Amnesia, that's a video game, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's sort of like a video game, yeah. Wow, oh man. I think that's great. So anyone who would listen to this podcast that is only about video games would probably be really interested in watching that. Um, they they I, would. I, I personally think so. I, I watched it and I thought it was very good. Hell yeah. See, if Kyle likes it, then you know it's good because he's sort of a, sort of a discerning taste. Um, yes. Exactly. All right, yeah, follow me on Twitter at KNSkittles. Um and uh, listen to my other podcast, uh, Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth, which is not this podcast, but it's, it's, it's similar. I am Labor Kyle on things, Twitter and YouTube. I don't have an essay that is recent yet, but I have something that's going to be coming out relatively soon that I've been teasing for like three months, which is 
an essay on No Man's Sky, um, and which is engaging with some uh, parts of Mark Fisher's work, and putting it in conversation with the critique of everyday life, Henri Lefebvre, uh, French fuck, um, one of the only one one French one French person who has rights. Um, and uh yeah i think it's gonna be really cool but otherwise i have a bunch of other stuff that you can watch i recommend the one that people like the most which is the essay about outlast and the COVID 19 crisis people have watched that one lots of times that's gonna be my first 10k it's cool remember fuck ubisoft fuck ubisoft fuck it fuck you All gamers are bastards. Mamma mia.